Welcome to the York Story Slam podcast, where we feature select stories from our monthly open mic storytelling events in York, Pennsylvania. On February 19th, 10 storytellers share their stories with our audience at Holy Hound Tap Room in downtown York. The theme for our February Story Slam was bad dates. We heard stories of bad matches, bad behavior, and meeting the parents sometimes way too soon. In the end, our winner was Mina Edmondson with her story about the life lessons she took away from several dates with a man she met on Match.com. Hi. I've learned several things in dating. One thing I learned is you never know who you're going out with. You might know who they want you to think they are. You might have an idea of who they think they are. And then you have who you really think they might be. Well, I've dated different men. I've dated men that I've worked with, and I've dated men that I met at work, and I've dated men that I met at church, and I've dated men that I've met at the bar, and I've dated men that I met through Match.com. Well, Match has this wonderful algorithm where they pull all this information together and they find your perfect match. For some reason, Match thinks that I like weirdos. <laughs> well, this one guy, we were texting back and forth and we started calling and then finally we decided we were gonna go to dinner. I drive and I pick him up at work. One thing I learned, always drive. We went out to Applebee's, two for $16.99 and a free appetizer. Great meal, it was actually quite good. And the gentleman talked and he talked and he told me how wonderful he is and how wonderful he's always been and how wonderful he's gonna be in the future. And I just sort of sat and shook my head. And as we're leaving and I go to take him home, he says, um, can we stop at Walmart on the way home? And I said, um, okay, why? And he says, well, I need to get some diabetic supplies. Well, you know, you, you stop for someone who wants to get diabetic supplies. <laughs> well, I learned something more important at that moment than I've ever learned on a date before. Walmart sells test strips and monitors for far cheaper than you can ever get through your insurance. Good information to know. Well, as we're driving on back to his house, he starts talking about this big event they're having at work, this banquet with food and drinks and music and dancing. He had me at dancing. I love to dance. So three weeks later, I find myself picking him up and we're walking into the Hilton in Harrisburg and I'm all glittery and he's all glittery and the room's all beautiful. And they escort up, us up to one of the front tables in the room. It's an awards assembly uh, meeting and he's planning on getting an award. So we go up and he introduces me to some of his coworkers and he has a couple of drinks and he has a couple of drinks and he has a couple of drinks. Now, this guy, is a big guy, he's 6'4", 300 pounds. So I figure that he, um, he can hold his alcohol, you know. I had one drink because, you know, I'm driving and it's time to let everybody up and they come and let us go up to the banquet table. Well, he jumps out of his chair and he runs up to the banquet line. I'm like seven people behind him in line, you know. 
Oh, nice, nice banquet, beautiful prime rib and ugh, rotten potatoes. Yeah, that's what my kids call them, ugh, rotten potatoes. And, you know, some asparagus, and I go and I sit at the table, and he's sitting there with three plates of food in front of him, piled to the top. This guy's supposed to be a diabetic, you know. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder a little bit about this guy. Well, after dinner, the special speaker gets up and it's a room full of salesmen. So he's telling them, you know, set your goal, you can meet it, whatever you want, you can do it. And they're all, yay, you know. And then they begin the awards. Well, eventually the CEO gets up and he's going to give the award for salesman of the year. This guy's up for salesman of the year. And I thought, oh, that's pretty impressive. Well, he starts talking about how generous this gentleman is and how wonderful he is and how he helps all of his coworkers and how everyone that ever fills out you know, a report on him, the customers say, how absolutely fantastic this guy is. And then the, you know, he's gonna be one day coming after my job, you know, the CEO. And he says, and the winner of the salesman of the year is Joe Smith. I'm not with Joe Smith. <laughs> He stands up and he flips, almost flips the table. The centerpiece is raving back and forth. Apples and grapes and raisins are flying all over the room. He picks up his drink and throws it somewhere in the direction of the podium. The glass breaks. He's cussing and he's screaming and he's yelling and he stomps out of the room. Total silence. His friend reaches over and pats my hand and he says, that's okay, he gets like that all the time. He'll be all right. <laughs> I said, well, thank you very much for sharing that. And I picked up my purse and my coat and I went out the other door. <laughs> Maya Angelou says that when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. And I'm out. Mina earned a spot in our Grand Slam in November. Next up, we have a story from Mark Lentz, who told us of a mountain biking trip gone wrong when his then-girlfriend tagged along. Good evening. This is um, early 90s, back when Nirvana was still a thing. My wife is in the audience. She doesn't know this story. and She's probably going to get horribly jealous, but here goes. So I met this new girl. This is way before Tinder actually when you had to talk to people. You walked up and you said, hey, baby. So I met her and um, I had a whole bunch of friends. We all mountain biked together and this and that. We were planning this mountain bike weekend up near Pine Creek in the Grand Canyon of Pennsylvania. She goes, I want to go along. All right. Well, my buddy's cabin up there, it was just one step above a dirt floor. No running water, had an outhouse. Spring was pretty close to the outhouse, you can figure that out. We stayed in a tent. I don't know, I didn't know it was the boyfriend's job to bring two sleeping bags. And my sleeping bag was one of those mummy bags. I wasn't sharing. This is in the fall, it got a little chilly that night. But we got a bunch of blankets and she was cold. Saturday morning, we get up. By chance, we're out, I don't know how we ended up there. We're at a yard sale in the mountains. They had an electric blanket. 
This is the first documented case of glamping ever. We ran an extension cord out of the cabin to the tent. She used the electric blanket, stayed nice and warm. We went for a mountain bike ride. She wanted to go along. Now, I know this is a mistake. You never take your girlfriend mountain biking. Well, usually. So we take her. My friends are being patient. We're going down this huge hill. They're being patient because she's wrecking all over the place. I'm trying not to laugh. I want to laugh. She's getting frustrated. She finally loses her temper. She pushes her mountain bike down the side of the mountain. And I'm thinking for sure, this thing's just gonna hit a tree and be done. This thing went forever and didn't hit a tree. It was amazing. It's bouncing down through. My friend's mouths are wide open. I'm standing there looking at her and I'm thinking, you're crazy. I said, you know you're gonna have to get that. She goes, yeah, I know I'm gonna have to get that. So she goes down over the hill and it's trail switchbacks back and forth. And I told her how to get out to the road and I said, just go out to the road and wait there. We'll pick you up then. And I'm thinking to myself, do I need to pick her up? <laughs> Hopefully someone will come pick her up. So I'm riding with my friends. We're having a good time. We ride back to the top of the mountain. We get a truck. We come back. She's still waiting there. Damn it. Pick her up, take her back. All right, so we spend the rest of the day eating chips and salsa, drinking beer, and doing what guys do in the woods with whatever, mountain bikes and stuff. We go to bed. Sunday morning, we get up. One more ride, and then we'll go. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we're gonna have to go through this again. Nope. Either a bear or a porcupine ate her seat. Just her seat. Why did he eat her seat? I don't know, I don't want to go there. <laughs> so she had no freaking seat on her mountain bike. <laughs> it's the best mountain bike ride ever. Because <laughs> she didn't get to go along. <laughs> believe it or not, she actually went on some more dates with me. I couldn't believe it. But that had to be the worst date ever, at least for her. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> Thanks. Our final story on this month's podcast comes from Hannah Church. Hannah shared her story of a date given one too many chances in the Yankee Candle store. Okay. Um, hi. My name is Hannah, and I'm here to tell you the story of why, to this day, I hate candles. Um, it was, this was about four years ago. I was in college, and I didn't go on one, but three awful dates with the same dude who I'm going to refer to as Gary. Um, Gary and I had very little in common, but for some reason I thought that he, needed, he warranted a third date. So uh, it was my turn to drive um, and I went to pick him up at his house. Now we were both in college, so living with your mom was totally normal. Meeting your date's mom on the third date, not normal. So I walk in, uh, I shake her hand, and Gary is making me tea, um, despite the fact that A, it is a Thursday in August, so it's 95 degrees outside, uh, and B, I have said multiple times over our first two horrible dates that I think tea is gross. Um, so as the tea kettle is whistling, 
him and his mother get into a 30-minute heated discussion over how much money he should spend on the date with me. <laughs> I am horrified, and but for some reason I think it's a great idea to stay. Um, our original plan was that we were going to go up to Lancaster City, walk around Park City, and then go out to a restaurant up there for lunch. Um, but the heated discussion about me in front of me uh, ate up our, all of our travel time, and I had to nanny that afternoon. So I suggested that we go to the ghost town that was and still is the York Galleria Mall. Uh, we walk into the Galleria, um, we hit a couple of stores, there's very little conversation going on because I am just really angry at myself for being on this date. Um, and eventually we have like 20 minutes left before we really have to go in order for me to make it home, make him get him home and then get to my nannying gig. Um, and I ask which store he would like to go into before we leave. And he says Yankee Candle. This is the hating candle part, in case you're paying attention. Um, we walk into Yankee Candle and he looks at me and he says, you know, my sense of smell is my strongest sense by far. Okay, I nod my head. He picks up a candle that says campfire. He takes a good whiff uh, and he says, yeah, so I smell this and I'm transported to the memory that it reminds me of. For instance, I am now remembering sitting around a campfire, surprise, um, with my Boy Scout like troop. All right. He picks up a different candle that says apple pie, and he smells it, and he says, this reminds me of baking apple pie with my grandmother. I'm not joking when I say he smells 20 candles and narrates his life in Yankee Candle for me. Eventually, we walk over, uh, he like makes his way through his life to the right side of the store where there is... <laughs> where there is a floor-to-ceiling display of candles um, on a bookshelf, and he sits down on the floor in Yankee Candle and essentially does a line of candles instead of cocaine along the bottom shelf. He just smells like 10 in a row. And at this point, the sales lady has walked over to me and to him on the floor, and she says, you know, the candles at the bottom are the same as the candles in the middle and the candles at the top. So it's okay if you want to stand up and, and, you know, smell the candles at eye level. And he shakes his head and he's like, no, 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 no. I really have to focus. I really need to find the scent that speaks to me. So we've been in Yankee Candle for his whole life for 30 minutes and I'm already late to Annieing. And I say, hey, Gary, we got to go. Like, I'm late. And so we walk out. He doesn't buy any candles. We leave. No candles spoke to him. We get back into my bug, um, my green Volkswagen bug that I cherish. We get back in my bug. And I have the music blaring at that point because I am all done. And uh, he reaches over. He turns the music down. We haven't talked in probably 10 minutes as I'm speeding down 30. Um, and he says, you know, I really identify with vampires. Okay. 
So I ask why, and he says three reasons. One, uh, I really don't like the sun. Two, whenever I get a paper cut, I, I like to lick my finger because I like the taste of blood. And three, not really a huge fan of garlic. I turn the music back up. <laughs> I drop him off at his mom's house and I never see him again. <laughs> All the winners from this year's open mic storytelling events will return to compete for the title of best storyteller in York. Tickets for our events are available on our website, yorkstoryslam.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is York Story Slam. Also follow us on Facebook and watch videos of all the stories from our events on our YouTube channel. We hope to see you on stage soon. Thanks for listening. This Story Slam podcast is produced by Carla Wilson of Wilson Media Services. Theme music composed and performed by David Wilson. You can learn more at wilsonmediaservices.com.